Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's your boy Q from The Cutback, and I am here with my man Slim. Today we'll be going over the divisional games from last week, as well as the conference games that's going on this weekend. What's going on, Slim? Q, what a weekend of football we had, man. What a, that was, I mean, you had exciting finishes. You had the Patriots being the Patriots. You had everything we needed, man, so I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, how you doing in the snow down there, man? I'm doing well, man, you know, yeah. Went over with my kids the other day, or a couple days ago in the snow. Did a little, well, attempted to do some sledding. <laughs> Didn't go very well. But we still had fun though. It's it's been a good time. Finally, good to see some 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 good decent snow around here. Not the little, you know, the flurries we get that dry up the very next day. So it's just been good. Right, right. Well, you know, it's a sunny and 75 degrees out here in California, man. So I, I've been thinking about y'all, y'all. Y'all are bundled up and all that, man. So it, it's nice and warm out here. Come on and visit me, man. No doubt about it. I will be out there soon. No doubt. And good old Rancho Cucamonga, whatever, however y'all say. Y'all got some weird names out there for y'all Rancho cities. Rancho Cucamonga, man. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, man. Y'all got these weird names for y'all cities out there. Why y'all just can't be basic like everybody else? They're gonna have all these rancho and and what else y'all got? Uh, uh, what else? What's the other cities y'all got? The Monrova, Monrovia, Monrovia, Los and, Angeles, San Diego. Yeah. Man, don't be, hating, don't be hating on my state, man. Let's jump into it. Uh, your Eagles <laughs> played the Hotline of Falcons last week, and your Eagles came out victorious in a close one. Uh, what as an Eagles fan and a and a connoisseur of the game, what were your thoughts on this, man? Man, I told you going into this game, I told you we would get this dub. A dome team coming to Philly, the Falcons. Not used to that cold, man. They're not used to it. it. I told you it would start out a little slow for the Eagles because of the bye week. They they're rusty, but they 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 fought the whole game. It was a complete team effort. That game was a complete team effort, which I thought would be. And and they they came out and they played ball. They I was proud of them. I was proud of them. They didn't, you know, they had a couple costly turnovers in the beginning with the the Ajaye fumble. And, you know, they didn't they didn't hold their hands because of that. They they knew coming into this game they would be rusty. And they they would have, you know, somewhat of a hard time getting started. But man, they they came out on top, and I'm proud of them. Nick Foles, he came out and did his thing, threw 246 yards. Uh, and the guys on that offense helped them out. Alshon Jeffrey with four catches for 61 yards. Ajaye had a pretty nice game, too. He had three, catch for, three catches for 44 yards and 15 carries for 54 yards. So they, they, the guys around them helped them out a lot, and, and they, did, they did great. Yeah, and Najai was really the catalyst for the that scoring drive early in, or not early in the first half, but in the first half. The only touchdown that the Eagles scored all game, Najai kind of got him down the field, and they turned it over to Blount, Blunt, and he uh, pounded it in like he's done for years. It seems like um, that was following a Matt Bryant field goal uh, to make it six to six to three because Jake Elliott missed the extra point. Um, and then the Falcons went on to get a field goal right before halftime. So the Falcons took a 10, they took a 10 or they got the touchdown cause they had the Matt Bryan field goal and they got the, the Matt Ryan scramble lucky pass to Devontae Freeman, uh, for the touchdown. And then Jake Elliott knocked in a field goal for the Eagles just before halftime after Atlanta had a chance to really swing the game that, uh, that botched interception that the guy the safety it just bounced off his knees i hadn't seen anything like it and it bounced off his knees right into the hands <laughs> of, the, of the eagles players setting up a, a jake elliott field goal and 
the Eagles went into halftime nine down nine to ten. Uh, was that one of the crazier interceptions you've you've seen? Yeah, I mean it. I don't know. He Foles throws the ball and the ball goes off the guy's knee, and we catch it and put it in field goal range. It was that was crazy. That was it was it was. I guess you could say it was some luck in there. You know, the football guys are with us on that one. But uh, it should have been an interception. But I don't know what the hell the uh, safety was doing back then. He just, I don't know what he was doing. He mistimed it, I guess. And somehow it hits his knee. So, but uh, yeah, we'll know. take it. We'll take he it. got excited or what was going on. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it he might have got excited because I would have got excited. The ball was going straight at him. It, it should have been in his hands. But I don't, like I said, I guess he mistimed it because he was just too excited and he, was like, oh yeah, pick six right here. But uh didn't happen, hit his knee, we called it, put it in field goal range, and thank God football guards are with us right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, a rough weekend for NFC South safeties. Uh, but but to to be fair, Nick Foles wasn't the only quarterback in the game with some questionable throws. If if it wasn't for Julio Jones converting to a defensive back on two or three throws, the Eagles would have had several interceptions of Matt Ryan. So uh, I mean, he he was he was not good this game, and I think a lot of that was Fletcher Cox was tearing stuff up. He was doing whatever he wanted from his spot on the de- defensive line. Uh, Brandon Graham, the linebacker, he he was getting back there, busting up run plays. Uh, you didn't hear much from Chris Long, but like I said, the, it was 10-9 at halftime Falcons, and then the Falcons didn't score in the second half. The Eagles got a couple of uh, Jake Elliott field goals, and they won the game 15-10. to uh, So you and I both said we would have taken the over which was set at 41 and a half. And we would have lost a lot of money in Vegas on that. Um, (laughs) Matt Ryan had a chance at the end, you know, on the last show, I told you, I think the Falcons would be doing the dirty bird courtesy of uh, Matt Ryan, two minute drive uh, in the, in, in the fourth quarter. And they had the chance and they, they had it on like the three yard line. They rolled Matt Ryan out. Um, and the only option was Julio, and, and he fell down and got back up, and the ball went through his hands. Even if he would have caught it, he was out of bounds. Um, so the Eagles advance, man. What, what else you got on this game? I know, I know you're excited. Uh, I'm sure you were nervous most of the game because because Foles really didn't get it going until the second half when he was kind of converting those third downs, keeping drives moving, and then they just couldn't punch it into the end zone. They had to lean on the rookie Jake Elliott out of. The University of Memphis. <laughs> yeah, shout out Jake Elliott. Uh, but no, nah, I don't have too much more to say. Like I said, they, I'm proud of them. Uh, at the beginning of the game, I was a little nervous seeing that first pass come out of Foles' hand, the way it just sit in the air. But then later, uh, Matt Ryan did the same thing. So I guess it was a little bit of wind going on in that game that was kind of affecting some of the passes, but the boys prevailed and they got it done. They advanced to the next round. Yeah. You know, a funny, funny thing I saw was 10 years ago, Doug Peterson, who was the head coach of the Eagles was a high school football coach. And now he's playing for the NFC championship. So that's always a good story. When you see somebody make the come up, um, yeah. now, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> on the opposite end of the come up, uh, Tennessee Titans traveled up to Foxborough to play Tom Brady and the Patriots. And for the first quarter, it looked good. Uh, Titans and Patriots traded punts. And then Corey Davis came through with his first touchdown catch of the season, a one-handed grab uh, in the back of the end zone. And then the Patriots rattled off 35 straight points. Uh, It was (laughs) 35-7, and the Titans got a garbage-time TD to make it 35-14, which was another Corey Davis touchdown. But uh, Tom Brady did whatever he wanted. Uh, The Patriots' defense sacked Mariota eight times. Uh, It was a lot of dink and dunk from the Patriots' offense, but that's kind of what this offense is. They they just get the ball to their playmakers. They convert first downs and move it down the field. We knew. We knew that no one was going to be able to guard Gronk. Um, They put Kevin Byard on him, and I think he – I thought he did a good job defensively. He was just outmatched, you know. He he was in position. Yeah. Uh, But when when – he even said, like, by the time Gronk turns around, the ball's, like, in his hands. 
Um, yep. So anytime the Patriots needed to convert a third down, they went to Gronk. Other than that, they were hitting Danny Amendola on the underneath routes or they were tossing it to Deion Lewis or James White out the backfield who they just tore him up. Um, and, and I think a lot of this is the Titans linebackers just not being good in coverage. Uh, Avery Williamson is a good rush rushing linebacker, but none of them really are our coverage linebackers. They're more get after the QB and stop the run. Uh, so the Titans are on the couch for this weekend and for the rest of the season. It looked good for a second cue, and then it got ugly. Yeah, and I, I kind of called. I told you that that this game would kind of start out like the uh, well, the first half of this game would kind of be like the Chiefs Titans game where they be down twenty one three or twenty one seven or whatever, and they were down twenty one seven. And I said, you know, they they're not coming back on the Patriots from you know if they down twenty one seven at the half, and they didn't. Uh, we expected. Tom Brady to come out and just slice that defense up like he did. Expected Gronk to come out and just be no match for the DBs or the linebackers of the Titans. And, you know, I also expected them to, you know, do a lot of dump passes, and that's what they did. Deion Lewis had a pretty nice game. Uh, Amendola had a really good game. So, I mean, hey, you got a quarterback like Tom Brady throwing these guys the ball. And and you got a guy like especially Gronk being covered by Kevin Byron. That that's that's a mismatch. Oh, that's all day. The guy is just too big and too strong for Kevin Byron. And I love Kevin Byron, the the MTSU product man. I love him, but it's just it, there's no way he's guarding a guy like that. Uh, but. You know, yeah, they, and, and it's no knock on KB. I mean, there, there's really no. It's, no it's just, or DB yeah, that you can match up with Gronk. Yeah, that's just that's just the real. That's just the real in that. There's no way you can just guard that. The man is just too big and too strong. He's gonna make a play if you throw it his way. And if you got a quarterback like Tom Brady that can that can put the ball pretty much wherever he wants to put it, for his receivers and tight ends to go make a play on it, then there's no way you can guard that. That's just being real. But uh, kudos to the Titans. They they took a big step this year making it to uh, divisionals and you know now they know where they where they stand with those elite teams they, and they, they got some work to do you know they now they're looking for a new coach they got rid of malarkey well they had a mutual agreement i'm not gonna say this got rid of them they had a mutual agreement and you know they they got i think they got something to look forward to they got a lot to look forward to this team will be good in the future but like i said they still have a long way to go yeah, and what I read into the Malarkey situation was it seemed like they wanted him to make a change on the coaching staff, and he was loyal to his guys. So I think that's where the mutual, uh, you know, discourse comes from. Uh, it'll be interesting to see see who they hire. Um, a bit a big big time for John Robinson, the GM. Um, really a, a career defining coaching hire right here for him. Uh, yeah. So hopefully he don't mess that up. But yeah, the Titans, they just they couldn't do anything with New England uh defensively. Couple couple calls early in the game in the first first half, uh the the Decker offensive pass interference, yeah. the false start that was reversed to encroachment. Um and I feel like there the oh the the face mask on Derrick Henry on like fourth down or something like that. Um but really maybe th- that makes this game a little bit closer, but the Patriots were winning this game. They manhandled the Titans offensively and defensively. I mean, they they were tossing Marcus around like a rag doll. Uh, it was really embarrassing for that offensive line. Uh, of course, they did lose Jack Conklin early in the game. They're all pro left tackle. But still, I mean, it, it was – you could tell the elite teams versus the, the team that just barely made it in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, on, on to next year for the Titans. We'll be talking about them a lot this offseason, keeping you updated on the coaching changes, uh, personnel changes as well as anything that may go on with them. So let's get into the Sunday games. We had the Jacksonville Jaguars, the the, the new shit talkers of the NFL, man. And I love it. Uh, I, the NFL has been missing it, I think. And, and this team is just kind, kind of bringing that bad boy swag back to the NFL. 
uh, <laughs> they faced Pittsburgh Steelers, who they, they they had a war words back and forth basically all season. Um, to me, this Jags team is kind of sassy with what they say. You know, it, it's not it's not like just shit talking. It's kind of sassy. But then they get out there on the field, and it's no sassiness. You know, that they they back up what they say. But but to <laughs> me, the characters the characters in the in the roles that they have just it, it almost doesn't fit, which makes it even funnier to me. Is it's like I guess that, that they are tough guys because they get out there on the field, but the way they talk and stuff, it, I don't know why it cracks me up so much. Yeah, them boys playing, man. That defense is crazy. Like I've been saying all year. Uh, out and and <laughs> hit the Steelers in the mouth. They did not. Man. They did. They 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 couldn't wait. They could not wait to get out there and get after the Steelers. They couldn't. They couldn't wait. Uh, I, I was like Jalen Ramsey. What he said about he he was surprised that they were so confident after getting smacked earlier this year by him. I, I felt the same exact way. I'm like, man, I don't. Yeah, I, they got killed earlier this year by the by the uh, Jaguars. And, you know they they confident team. But when you got guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and you know Juju and those guys. Lose, win or lose, you're gonna always be confident like that on the team. But man, the, the Jazz came out, they got after Roethlisberger. Uh, Fournette had a big day. Oof, he did it. He 25 carries, 109 yards, three touchdowns. He sliced the defense up. Yeah, they didn't and, have a chance against you know, a lot of that was with the hurt ankle, too. He, uh, like early, early in the first quarter, I think he, he went to the sideline yeah. and uh, and he got his ankle looked at. So who knows what he had done if he stayed yeah. healthy? At a day, the Steelers didn't play bad. They they just started out really really slow, and bye week man, it goes back to the bye week. Uh, they came out it was twenty one zero before you get smacked, smacked man, and they you know then Ben Roethlisberger finally throws a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown, which was a beautiful play. It was it was pretty. Just they started too late, man. They started too late. They never led in this game. Uh, but you know, when you start late again, especially a, a defense that the Jags have, when you start late like this, it's kind of hard to get back into it. Yeah. Bortles, he hasn't been playing. Blake Bortles has not been playing bad. I told you the other day, man, he is redefining the word garbage. He I'm telling you, man, he's he's a step above garbage. But it, he's he's good enough to get it done, man. I'm telling you, he's good enough to get it done. Now, I ain't saying they're going to go out here and win a Super Bowl. I'm not going that far with it. I like him. And the reason why I like him is because, you know, he he gets a lot of criticism, not only from the media, but he gets it from other players on other teams as well. And he handles it so well. Still goes out there and he's Blake Bortles. He's not going to try to be anybody else. He's gonna be Blake Bortles, but uh, yeah, they 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 went to Pittsburgh and they got it done. Yeah, Blake Blake is good. He takes it all in stride. Uh, he he anytime anything the media says, he answers. You know, he he really doesn't. He could care less what people say. Um, and, and what set him up to be successful was Fournette just running the ball down Pittsburgh's throat. I mean, that they had to st- stack the box, not just Fournette, T.J. Yeldon too. Uh, T.J. Yeldon is kind of a forgotten about running back who who still got got a lot of skill, still a good runner. Um, yeah, that that bye week, like you said, maybe that is what did it to the Steelers because uh, Jags went up seven zero, then Miles Jack intercepted Big Ben. Fournette ran another touchdown in the next play after that, uh, so it was fourteen zero. Then the the Jags Jalen Ramsey actually got that stop on. Uh, on fourth down, fourth and one, when they tried to run it outside, uh, he was right there. And then TJ yelled and punched it in. That was 21-0. Uh, that, that touchdown you mentioned Antonio Brown caught was the first touchdown of the season that A.J. Bouye had given up in coverage, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is an offensive league. Uh, as you saw throughout the game, a good receiver is able to beat even the best cornerbacks uh, on most plays as long as they, they, you know, have a good throw. Because uh, these guys, Jalen Ramsey and Bouye, they could not stop Antonio Brown. Um, and that's kind of what got them back in the game. 
Uh, they, they had to focus on him. Then Big Ben hit Martavis right before halftime uh, to make it 14-28, which came after the Jags D scored another touchdown uh, on the on the scoop and score of Big Ben. The Jags D, man, they score touchdowns every game, it seems like. And so they, they basically scored two touchdowns with the scoop and score and then the, the pick on the 18-yard line, which Fournette ran in. And, you know, Pittsburgh made it interesting. Uh, Big Ben, had, he had a couple of, of nice throws, but Blake Bortles passed to Keelan Cole. That like, it was like a 43-yard pass that set up the – the touch the Fournette's third touchdown to make it like 35 21. I think that that was the play of the game to me. Uh, when, when he hit Keelan Cole, um, then Antonio called another touchdown on fourth and five against Bouye, the, the second touchdown he's given up all year. Uh, AB finished with 121 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then it, it got interesting. Big Ben had that lateral, the flag football toss back play to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he, you could tell Ben was just trying to do anything to score against the Jags <laughs> defense. I mean, that was nice though. That was a nice play. That was it a was. Nice play. He, he scrambled <laughs> past the line of scrimmage, and Le'Veon Bell was just uh, maybe a yard behind him, and it was yeah, a heads up he was just play in the right spot, in the right spot at the right time. That's all. He he had looked for something similar earlier, like when he took off to scramble. I can't remember if he got a first down or something, but he he was looking behind him trying to find somebody to throw it to. So <laughs> he must have been thinking about that all week. He must have had it <laughs> something. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck him up with this." Yeah, yeah. It was hey, but that that play he threw to Le'Veon was nice. I was like, man, when I see it, I was like, damn, did he just why did he just do that? That's a flag, and I, they replayed. I'm like, oh, he was behind Ben Roethlisberger. That's a ladder. That's a nice play. Yeah, and, and you could tell the Jags' defense, they, they kind of stopped once they saw yeah. the pillow because they were like, wait a second. They uh, thought he was, yeah, they thought it was a, a illegal play. So and, and college intramural flag football, man, you know you got to be ready for that, man. Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and the key is you can't fall for the pump fakes when, once they pass the line of scrimmage. That's what the flag uh-huh. football quarterbacks like to do. They'll, they'll pump fake you 10 yards down the field and get the safety jump. <laughs> um, so... It's a uh, 35-42 after that play, and Mike Tomlin decides to kick the onside with a little over two minutes to go, the trailing by a touchdown. But what, what did you think about that? They were trailing by a touchdown, over two yeah. minutes to go. They had a chance, you know, if they got a stop to get the ball back, and they go with the onside kick, which – Side note is executed horribly. I mean, it's one of the worst onsides you're going to see. Jags take over and kick the goal to make it a 10 point game. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I would just kicked it because you got two. I I think they still had like two or three timeouts left, too. So I didn't understand. I was like, why are you kicking onside kick? you, You got the two minute warning. Then you have two or three timeouts left. I can't remember how many timeouts they had. But you could stretch the game out, and then you 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 go back to to Blake Borders. You got Blake Borders that has to drive down there the whole field to get a touchdown or in field goal range or whatever. And you just I don't you got to trust your defense. I guess Tomlin felt that they because they hadn't stopped Fournette the whole game, right? So I guess he felt that you know hell Fournette been running all over us all game having his way. Shit, he gonna get he gonna go out there and get five. I think he was averaging five yards a carry too. And he's gonna go out there and average five yards a carry on this drive. And he's you know we gonna waste all our timeouts anyway. So I might as well just kick the onside kick, take my chances on that. But I didn't like it. He should have just kicked it and you know trusted his defense and just seen how it played out first. Right, right. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't like it either, but I, I can't bash him for it. I understand what yeah, he is. I can't either. I, I, I understood it totally, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's defense. And he said, I think he said it in, in the uh, post-game conference. He, when they asked him about it, he was saying that he pretty much said he didn't trust his defense. Right. Because he, the circumstance of the game, how, how, how the game has been going, and he felt like that was the right play. Yeah, I mean, so we can't so blame him for it. Call, but 
you know, there's, there's really, I don't, I don't blame him. You, you don't expect your kicker to come out and kick it five yards and it bounce off his teammate and, you know, just basically yeah. make the play dead before it even starts. So, uh, but then the Steelers got back down the field after the Jags field goal. And with 32 seconds left, they were in field goal range, but they don't kick the field goal. They decide to try to keep going and get the touchdown Eventually, the time runs out and they score a touchdown as time expires. I, I, I would have, in that instance, liked to see him go ahead and kick the field goal with 32 seconds left, bring it back to a one-score game, then you onside it again. Because it's a two-score game, no matter you know if you score the yeah. touchdown or not. So you, you need to give yourself the most time possible. Yeah. But uh, Jacksonville Jaguars move on to play the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship this Sunday. Um, Steelers go home yet again. You know, the, the, the killer bees just can't break through. It doesn't seem like a, a Big Ben had that Super Bowl way back when. It seems like forever ago now. So, um, and they, they fired their offensive coordinator since the game too. So we'll see if uh, Mike Tomlin is still around. Kind of some rumblings that the minority owners want him out, which is ridiculous to me. If if he loses his job, I hope the Titans call him first thing and offer him whatever he wants, give him whatever staff he wants. I think he's a great leader. I think the guys really respond to him. Um, but Pittsburgh, they they kind of been in disarray for you know heading into every season. It seems like they they've got somebody sitting out or somebody suspended. Uh, so we'll see what happens this off season. Yeah. Hopefully they can get it together because they're a fun team to watch. But let's go. Yeah, they are. Let's go on to the the final game of the weekend. We had the New Orleans Saints travel up to Minnesota, and it was a good one. Q, tell us what you saw. Like you said, it was a good one. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Man, the Vikings, they came out. I guess the bye week didn't really affect them too much because they came out balling, defense and offense. (laughs) Uh, They they did a good job this game. you know, the the end result was kind of – that was the craziest game I've seen. Because you, know, you didn't expect them to – I had the Saints anyway. I picked the Saints for this game. And it, it was just a good game. And both teams played well. Breeze had a good game. He does what he does. He threw three touchdown passes. Uh, the Vikings defense did a good job on on Kamara and uh, – Damn, I forgot. My, why am I getting Alabama? Mark, Mark Ingram. I don't know why I'm forgetting. They got so many damn running backs running through my mind right now. Alabama, dude. I'm, but yeah, Mark Ingram. Uh, they did a really good job on both of them. Uh, my man, Michael Thomas, had a good game. But it, it it was all around. It was to me the best game in the divisionals. It was the best game. Better than the Steelers game, better than the Falcons Eagles game. It was the best game, and and Diggs, man, he had a big moment, big moment. But I, look, I got a question though. Who, who, Diggs had a hell of a he had a big moment. You know, he catches the pass, and uh, it wasn't even overtime; it was regulation, and uh, takes it to the house for the win. But who do you think had a bigger moment, good and bad? You know. Diggs or Marcus Williams, man, because because dude, it Marcus. I I feel bad for the kid, man. I feel bad for him, but that missed tackle, man. That's probably the yeah. I I, I think we're talking more about the missed tackle than the the touchdown. Uh, you know, definitely the memes are are all for Marcus Williams. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it, it, it's it, crazy. It really just kind of. When when it happened, you just kind of got a pit in your stomach for the kid. He's a rookie, uh, all rookie yeah. first team. He had a, inter- a huge interception earlier in the game. He's been great all season, and, and just you know, made, made a. I, I don't know what he did. It was. I don't want to call it a yeah, boneheaded I, play. He, I don't. I, I feel like he was trying to avoid a pass interference, but in that situation, just go ahead and get it. Yeah, because I mean, it was like seven seconds left in the game, and they have you know what I'm saying. So, but, but in that situation, you don't even have to hit him immediately. You you can no, just, you can wait. You can kind of chop your feet, you know, and wait on him to catch it and come mm-hmm. down. And, and I understand that's not what you're used to doing. So it, yeah, I, I, it's probably a lot more difficult for him to do that than it is for yeah. me to say that. But I look, but I, I 
him man, I, I he took the rap for that that whole he took the rap for the game. He pretty much said I lost the game, you know. That was my play. That was my, you know, that was my assignment, and I missed it. And and, and I appreciate him doing that because you know a lot of dudes they kind of make up excuses for it, what happened. They try to they they go on and tell you you know what they thought was going to happen and blah blah. But no man, this kid took responsibility, took full responsibility for this for this situation, and I, I applaud him for that because you don't see too many players just taking full responsibility for plays like that for missing plays like that so but digs man that was that was big i i, I don't know I, I to me i paid more attention to the tackle yeah and the digs catch i mean I, of course i've rewatched it several times by now um but when digs got into the end zone and he was holding the ball out you could tell he was about to score and then he he tossed his helmet like it was a great helmet toss it, it was really like the yeah. bat flip of coming <laughs> Um, yeah. and then his teammates mobbed him into the tunnel. Uh, it, it, it was a great moment. You had to feel good for Diggs, who, I mean, he's largely been underrated his whole career, uh, was expected to have a big year this year, but Adam Thielen actually broke out and was the all pro receiver. Um, yeah. so, so good for the, for Diggs. Uh, I, yeah. I've always enjoyed watching him. I think he's very yeah, he talented. Too. He had a big game, man. Six receptions, 137 yards and a touchdown. That's, that's big. So, yeah. I mean, him and Michael Thomas were going at it, but and and I applaud Marcus Williams for for taking the rap, but I don't think it's his fault. You know, we we yeah. know that a play is not uh, one play doesn't necessarily win the game, but <laughs> it would have helped a lot to make that tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, they it's, started I off mean, down seventeen to zero. I mean, yeah. that, you can't put it all on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because they, yeah, it, it. You really can't. That that one play it hurt, but. You you do have to look at some some earlier, and like you said, they were down seventeen zero. Yeah, I didn't when they got down seventeen zero. I'm like, yeah, it's over. They in Minnesota. They're not. No, it's over. Yeah, the number one they, they, defense yeah. at home. Yeah, and they, but they but they they fought, man. They fought. The Saints fought, and they got they climbed back into the game. Drew Brees, you he. Played his ass off, man. He played his ass off. Yeah, well, they, they received the kickoff after halftime. He hit Michael Thomas for a touchdown. Yep. Marcus yep. Williams got the interception uh, on the next drive, and he hit Michael Thomas for another touchdown. So you're right back yeah. in it. Then mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota kicked a field goal. Then the Saints got that blocked punt. Yeah. they. And, I'm telling you, man, they, they fought, man. That, they It was really good to see it because you, you could easily 17-0, you on the road, man. It's easy to just say, you know what? We had a good run, guys. It's easy to say that, but them boys, man, they came out after the half, after the half, and they just fought. I mean, they played their asses off, and and they climbed back in it. It didn't end the way they wanted to, but you know, I I give them a lot of good credit, man, for fighting. Cause it's hard to do that on the road. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was there. I think there was three lead changes in the last like minute and fifty or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. After the block punt, Drew Brees hit Kamara on a beautiful little fade route uh, over shoulder of the grab that most running backs aren't going to make. Then the Vikings came back down, and uh, uh, Keenum hit through that rainbow pass to Adam Thielen for like a 24-yard gain. I think it was on third down. You remember that one I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? He like threw it back across the field, and it just fell right in the Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Man, Case Keenum (laughs) magic. Yeah, he, hey, he had a good game, man. Case had a good game. I still don't trust him though, but he had a good game. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Uh, him, and, him, and Nick Foles came through. They did their jobs. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, then you know, they they come down and get the the field. New Orleans comes down and gets the field goal with like twenty five seconds left, and you're like, this thing is over. It was it was twenty four twenty three, and then you know the rest is history. Of course. Uh, yeah. It, Keenum and Diggs. He hit Diggs on the first on first down after they they had moved themselves back after the the false start, and then then it was the play the the Minnesota the Minneapolis miracle. I think I think they're calling yep. it the Minneapolis miracle. Yep. So yeah, that that will always be remembered. God. Yeah, I mean Keenum finished three hundred eighteen yards uh, yeah. and, and just that one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Latavius Murray he had a good game. He, he runs like a 
he runs like this pin I'm holding in my hand straight up. Uh, <laughs> but, but he, 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 and they're without Dalvin cook, you know, and I know a lot of teams are without key contributors, but Dalvin cook, he, he was, he was the man on this offense. So for them to be in the NFC championship without him, that that's just a testament to how good this team is all around. I think. So they move on to the NFC championship to play your Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to championship Sunday. Uh, yeah. First game at 205, we got Jacksonville at New England. Uh, the Patriots are nine-point favorites in this one. We got the first-ranked pass defense in, of the Jags against the second-ranked passing offense of the Patriots. Um the Patriots are first in overall offense and the Jags are second in overall defense behind the Vikings. This is, this is really a, a, a battle of two sides, you know, the, the top offense and Tom Brady against the best defense in the NFL, maybe the best defense in the NFL we've seen in quite some time. What are you expecting from this one? Are you rolling with the Jags again? You, you, you picked them last week. What you got? Do ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I'm rolling with the Jags again, man. Yes. Yes, I see something in the Jags that a lot of teams don't have. And that's a hell of a defense. <laughs> but man, yeah, they they but yeah, they uh I think they are going to New England and and surprise the hell out of New England too. They are. They'll be ready. They'll be ready. They proved already they can win on the road. They did it in Pittsburgh, so we can scratch that little little deal right there. We can scratch the road joint, the road talk. They going to New England. Borders gonna get it done. Fournette gonna have a good day, and the defense gonna contain Brady. They gonna do what they do. They got the guys that can guard Gronk. They got they got they got guys that can. They could, it ain't gonna be a lot of dump passes from Brady. They're gonna be expected that. That's Jacksonville gonna expect that. Ain't gonna be a lot of dump passes like they did on Tennessee, because Jacksonville will be ready for it. The Jacksonville defense is a whole lot faster than Tennessee's for one. Like I said, they got guys flying around everywhere back there. They're gonna get it done, man. That's that's not gonna be an easy game for New England. So I, I think they'll go up there and they'll get it done. So, so who do you think they'll put Ramsey on on Gronk uh, most of the game and just be manned up one on one, or or do you think they'll switch around and and put Bouye Bouye and Barry Church and all them? I think they'll give them different looks. They 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 able to do that. They that's the luxury of their defense. They they are able to give different looks. I think they'll give Gronk different looks. They're not gonna have one man on Gronk the whole game. Yeah, I mean, even even their linebackers, Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. Yeah. Telvin Smith had the. I mean, they both had big plays last week. Miles Jack had yeah. the interception, and they Telvin got, Smith they got guys. score. They got hella guys that can guard Gronk. Yeah, and those Boy, are two two of the best coverage linebackers in the league, um, yeah. who also can just make tackles. So, yeah. and, and, and if you, even if they can't guard, they're gonna slow them down. That's for damn sure. They they gonna slow them down. It, it just they. Uh, to me, it ain't looking good for New England. It ain't looking good for New England. I mean, uh, this this looks like the worst matchup that they're going to face this season. Yeah, uh, this, I say that. yeah, it's not looking too good for them on New England on offense. They they you know like I said they got Gronk, they got Amendola and 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 whoever else they can throw out there, but Deion Lewis. Uh, but I, I they're gonna get Brady to me. To beat the Jacksonville defense, you have to have a mobile quarterback. You have to. Brady's not very mobile. Uh, he's gonna sit back in that pocket as long as possible, but he's not gonna be able to do that against Jacksonville because they're gonna be out. They're gonna be back there. They're gonna get back there. You know, uh, the New England defense, uh, not defense, the offensive line. You know, they their offensive line is pretty good, but man. I, it's, it's hard for me to bet against Jacksonville's defense. It's just it's too hard for me to bet against. I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville again against New England. Okay, okay. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, I, I think the key for the Patriots' offense is maybe not going to be what what how many points they score, but not turning the ball over because this Jags defense 
capitalizes um, and, and the offense capitalizes off the defense of using the, the short field because as we stated, this offense is not great. Um, it, and if you make Blake Bortles and company go 80 yards every drive to score a touchdown, you, you're going to like your chances because they, they, they got to rely on Fournette like they did early last week. Um, you got to think Belichick is going to stuff the box. I mean, he, he might put all 11 defensive players in the box and, and make Blake Bortles throw it over him, uh, leave the receivers open and just <laughs> dare him to throw it. Uh, so I, that run game is key. Uh, and, and, and the Patriots D has been improved. They had eight sacks versus the Titans. I don't expect them to have that many sacks against, uh, the, the new Michael Vick, Blake Bortles. <laughs> no, man, you know, they Blake going to get out, man. I'm telling y'all, man, he, y'all keep sleeping on my man. Y'all keep criticizing him. Keep doing what y'all do. Look, Blake, I got you. I yeah. got you. So, so I, I like the pay Patriots, but if I was betting in Vegas, I would not like the Patriots to win by nine points or more. I, I think this is going to be a, a close game, uh, a lot of a lot of big hits because that's what Jacksonville does. They're going to be talking shit. So, it, and New England is really not used to that. It doesn't seem like like not a lot of people, a lot of teams kind of respect them more. Maybe I guess it's respect, and maybe it's fear, um, and, and you don't see a lot of chirping, but. As we know, the Jags came out, and it was like the first play against the Steelers, and they were running their mouths, letting them know that, that they were here, and they, they weren't intimidated uh, to be on the road in the playoffs. So Yeah, they're going to do the same thing. I, 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 I'm not mad at your Jaguars pick. I just can't bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in this situation, but it would not surprise me in the least bit for Jacksonville to pull it out. Um, like I said, it's going to come down to turnovers and who can control the game. Uh, by running the ball and Jacksonville has just a good chance as New England New England just has number 12 back there under center yeah um, it's, it's it's gonna be a, is that what they got them winning by nine points they got yeah. oh man they what are they doing uh I don't I don't think it'll be a nine point victory on either side but uh and, and they got the over-under at 46, and, and that's kind of high to me, too, with, yeah. with the way both that's of the points have been playing. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of points. As I we proved last week, we, we are not good with over-unders. So. <laughs> so. But I'd definitely take the under. I would, too. This. I would be hard on the under. So, uh, yeah, I'd definitely take the under in this. And, I'm not, and I definitely wouldn't take New England winning by nine. No, they'll win by three if they do win. It'd be a field goal, a game-winning field goal. I, I can see that. Go. Young Gotti, also from the University of Memphis, a.k.a. a.k.a. <laughs> DBU. Uh, <laughs> so, so you got the Jags. I got the Patriots. That one's at 2.05 Sunday afternoon. Should be a good one. Uh, and then the nightcap, we got Minnesota Vikings traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, who are once again – underdogs at home uh the vikings are three and a half point favorites this, this game it, it's gonna be a good one but it might not be pretty uh we got the first ranked defense going against the fourth ranked defense we got case keenum versus nick Foles. so <laughs> as you can tell by those quarterbacks both teams are going to be leaning on the run yeah. Um, the Eagles, that was the only way they scored their touchdown last week was leaning on the run, feeding the Jai. Uh, the Vikings have been feeding Latavius Murray and, and Jarrett McKinnon as well. Um, so we, we got the first-ranked rush defense against the second-ranked rush defense, and the Eagles are third in rushing yards per game. Uh, the Vikings are not in the top five. So this is going to be a slug fest. It would not surprise – and the over-under on this one is 39. I, I'll be surprised, honestly, if 20 points are scored in this game. I think this is a 7-3, a 7-6 type game. I don't see a lot of points being scored. I don't see a lot of mistakes being made on offense, and that's mainly why. I think both teams are going to be kind of conservative and cool to run the ball and, and make the other quarterback beat them uh, to and, and just to rely on their defenses. And that's kind of the, the MO of both of these teams. So, how you feeling, Q? What your Eagles gonna do? Uh, they'll get the win. <laughs> fly. fly, Eagles fly. They, the Minnesota coming 
They're a dome team. They're not the old Phil- they're not the old Minnesota no more. They in the dome now, it's cold in Philly. And they're not gonna ain't no ain't no ain't no more Minnesota Minnesota miracles in, in Philly. So that's that's definitely you know, the first thing when Philly got back to practice, the first thing the coaches did was play the play the Minnesota Miracle. That's the first thing they did. Let's play that. So that ain't gonna happen. That's not they making sure they beating that in their head this week that ain't no Minnesota Miracle this week. They Philly, they definitely gonna try to make Case Keenum beat them. They're gonna make them put it in the air. And try to force him into some mistakes. That's what they're gonna try to do. And I, I'm sure Minnesota gonna do the same thing to Nick Foles. They're gonna, you know, put a lot of men in the box and force Nick Foles to throw the ball. It's the same thing we're gonna do to Case Keenum. Force him to throw the ball. Uh, so it, it's gonna be a slug fair because I feel like both teams gonna have pretty much the same game plan. Yeah, it's gonna be who can execute it better. That's that's just what it's gonna be. And I, you know. Philly's in Philly. They have an advantage. They have, an, they have a big advantage. You know, playing in the cold and that they can get it done with Nick Foles against a pretty hot Atlanta Falcons team. They've been hot. Uh, but And, and held, held on to one touchdown and 10 total points. That yeah, was impressive. It, it was impressive. And, and I think they can get it done again this way. I'm, I'm taking Philly. Uh, it'll be – it's going to be a mirror. Philly, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a mirror game. They're gonna be two of the same damn teams looking at each other. It's just who can execute better, who can make big plays, and I think Philly will have the upper hand in that. Just because you know they're home, they're outside, they're used to it, and they got guys, man. They got guys on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. They can make plays. Minnesota does too. So, like I said, it's like a mirror game. It's two teams that look just alike. It's just a matter of who can execute better. I'm taking Philly. Did you know that your cornerback, Jalen Mills, has allowed the most touchdowns in coverage out of any cornerback in the league? Yep, I knew that. But did, did, I, did you see him last week? I did. I, I saw him holding Julio, uh, <laughs> and yeah. Julio fell down and saved his ass ain't on that last ain't play. No, ain't no Julios out there this week. Uh, Stephon Diggs has has. Look, uh, man, we're not. We're not worried. I like Stephon Diggs. We're not worried about him. It, it, that, that that stat just shocked me because the Philly defense has been, been so good. Um, That's because they play but, good team defense. That, that ain't no stat. Team defense ain't no stat. But they play really good team defense. That's what a lot of people don't see. Yeah, well, getting your ass burnt for touchdowns is a stat. And Jalen Mills is first in that category. So, for yeah, that who, reason, who, who, I'm rolling. What they ranked on defense? Destiny, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy somebody rolled with them. And we're going to see them playing for the Super Bowl at home for the first time mm-hmm. in modern history uh, mm-hmm. out of for any team. Ain't the Eagles happen. are 0-5. No, the Vikings are 0-5 in their last uh, conference championship game appearance. They're 6 So that, I, I, I can't disagree with you picking the Eagles. Like I said, I, I, if a team scores a touchdown, to me, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> I, we're gonna see a lot of K. Kai Forbath, uh, whatever his first name is, and Jake <laughs> Elliott. Um, and both of those kickers are, are two of the top young kickers in the league. But uh, I, I don't have any real reason for picking the Vikings over the Eagles, and, and I don't think you can really make a solid case either way because these teams are nah. evenly matched. Uh, yeah, they are at almost every position, and it's just gonna come out to who forces that turnover. Um, yeah. Or or who gives up a big play, you know? So I, this is going to be a this is going to be old school smash mouth football. Yep. And the, and the Eagles usually win those type of games. By the way, and, and they're at home, so you know. Yeah. I, but both of these teams are kind of starved for for success. So yeah. it's good to see new faces in this game uh, with the mm-hmm. opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, the Eagles have been in, been in the conference championship or Super Bowl not not yeah. too long ago. When was the last time? Uh, you know what? It was 2006 against the uh, Patriots. Yeah, that was the last time. That was that. Man, I hope we do. I hope the Patriots do win now. Because <laughs> we need uh, their revenge. Old memories, my bad. My yeah, bad. We, we need their revenge, man. Because I that. That game was some bull. 
We should have won that Super Bowl, man, but I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. I, we'll see. We'll see come February 4th who in there. And it better not be. If it's Philly, New England, be in Minnesota. It's Philly. Okay. I might be in Minnesota to watch it. It's going to be cold up there, so I, no, I, I mean, wouldn't I, go. I, I'll be in the dome, man. Look, <laughs> I'll be in the dome with them. So, mm-hmm. so I'm rolling with the Vikings. Q's got the Eagles. I'm rolling with the Pats. Q's got the Jags. Uh, should be a good weekend of football. Two good games. I'm really looking forward to both of them. On yep. Someday I'm going to be on the couch uh, from 12.05 my time until until the Eagles-Vikings game is over. Uh, I, I got to pick my girlfriend up from the airport, so hopefully that, that doesn't interfere with the, the ending <laughs> of the game or anything. That, that would be a real fucking shame. Uh, <laughs> but man you got any closing words you got anything else on your mind oh i saw man i saw the arizona cardinals requested from uh the steelers to interview former titans head coach mike munchek for their head coaching position he's currently the offensive line coach in pittsburgh and and he turned them down but why are the Arizona Cardinals wanting to talk to Mike Munchak about the open position? Like we've got to stop hiring these same, not even average ass coaches, below average coaches. Like there's too many great football minds out there to keep doing this. Don't do it. Cardinals. We trying to save you. Don't do it. And they they had to turn him. I mean, he had to turn them down. Like why is he turning? who, 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 Who is he? Why are he turning them down? Well, he, he knows he don't want to get into another situation and lose, probably. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he, he's good. I'm glad he knows. He's been with Steel, the Steelers for a while, I feel like. so. Yeah, good. Uh, See, he can stay with them. He don't need to go nowhere else doing no head coaching because he's ass. <laughs> A-S-S. Ass. So we Man, that's terrible. We'll have a, another show recapping these games and, and looking ahead to the Super Bowl in February um, and, and maybe even before the Super Bowl we'll talk about some of the head coaching changes and, and things like that and just kind of a wrap up of the NFL season in general but uh, that's it for episode 3 of the cutback he's Q and I'm Mason we are out of here deuces <laughs>